Alrighty then. Thank you for tuning in to the Katie Kedon Show. Yep, it's raining out at the Minnesota State Fair. Everybody's got their uh, FM 107, uh, what should I call them? Bags? Ponchos. On? Oh, are they ponchos? They're, yeah, technically. Okay, ponchos. Poncho. On. And then also Northern Tool is right next door to us, so uh, there's quite a bit of yellow out there, too. Mm-hmm. And then way over there, there's more yellow, and I don't know what that one says. What does that say? Hey, Rich, right behind you, what do those say? <laughs> They're what? Oh, Ziegler. Ziegler cat. Oh, okay. I can't hear we're that. On, we're on Machinery Hill. Technically, oh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Very true. <laughs> that voice you may not be familiar with, that's a producer that's out here at the State Fair. That would be Abby, Miss Abby Lane. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. There you go. And uh, so, okay, so if you got questions, please call in 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. we got open lines. All right. What, oh, how many cookies? How many cookies can Sweet Martha's cookie jar produce in one day? Are you ready for this? 2.2 million, 3.3 million, and 3.5 million cookies per day. What do you think, Carly? What was the middle one? Three, th- three, I don't even know. 3.3 million. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Okay. What do you say? I'm going to go 3.3 as well. Let's say 3 million. Three, you're close. <laughs> Three million cookies per day, folks. This is per day that Sweet Martha's cookies make. I'm just like, holy mother, that's a lot of cookies. Lot of cookies. And by the way, they're very good because my grandson who just left with his wife uh, got me some, so I was happy. I didn't want a lot, just wanted a couple tastes. Of it, so. Anyway, okay, Carly, anybody on the lines? Yes, we have one person on the line. Well, let's take that person on the line then. Okay, we're going to talk to Danielle. And she has two cats, a male and a female, and the male is being very assertive towards the other one. Ah, oh, right. Ah. Yeah, I, I okay. adopted Littermate. Um, right. I got the male first at eight weeks, and then uh, when they were six months, I saw that the female was still up for adoption, so I got her as well. And I went through some uh, steps to make sure that they, you know, keep them in separate rooms and feed them by the door and, you know, try to get them used to the space. And I swapped them, uh, put the boy in the bedroom and let the girl have the other. Good for you. Good, good, good. But, um, man, the boy is so assertive with the girl. She will be laying contently, beautifully on the floor, and he will just out of nowhere come up and bite her back. Um, he also, I mean, he thinks he's the king of the castle. If I put food out, because they, they eat dry food and wet food, and right. uh, if I put some dry food out for them, he immediately will, like, go to the bowl and not want... <laughs> not want her to have it. He's not mean about it, but he just kind of like will stand in her way. And she's yeah. pretty quiet and passive, but um, but uh, he's not digging the fact that he <laughs> continues to attack her uh, out of nowhere. So I'm wondering what I can do to balance them a little bit so that he doesn't think that because I'm in charge, not him, right? Right. Right. But now the big question, is he fixed already? Yep, they both were fixed when I, uh, through the organization I got them. Yeah. 
Because, see, it just has to do with personality. It doesn't have to do with whether it's a girl or a boy or whatever. Or, but okay. it, you know, there's a, it's called the energy level. It's just like in two-legged kids, you know, you've got the kid that just, you know, <laughs> he's only running 100 miles an hour or he's sleeping. <laughs> there is sure. no in-between. And that's the same thing with the personality of the cats that you have. You have one that he seems like he's the pot stirrer. It's just kind of like, come on, let's play. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the other one is like, eh, not so much. Yeah. Now, one thing yeah. that I would do is I'd feed him in two separate places so that food, you take that card out. Or you could take and you can feed him in a kennel so that until he's done eating and the other one's done eating, then you let him mm-hmm. out type thing. Uh, I'd well, give him time. Go ahead. Sorry, when they eat their wet food, I stand between them so that he can't, um, so that he can't get at hers. I just, I don't. I just get in his way. <laughs> so I guess I'm probably teaching him to do it. But I kind of do to him what he does to her is that I get in the way so he can't get at her while she's eating um, the wet food anyway. Right, but, you know, you shouldn't have to be a referee here, okay? Sure, so that's why sure. I put him in and I would get a kennel and I would put, start feeding him in the kennel. And so that then, you know, you could he, the other one could eat in peace and not be quickly looking up like, is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also, too, that when he's done eating and the other one's done eating, you know, then let him out if he's being nice, not screaming at the top of his lungs. Also, mm-hmm. too, that will be good to get him used to the, the carry kennel so that you can give him time out when he's being too big of a butthead. All right? Oh. Because that's what I got. My cat with a K. He's very, uh, Sally is very, uh, likes to play a lot, but he really likes to play. And he gets a little carried away, and then she gets all mad and starts round. And then the other night, he got in, uh, got actually a tuff of hair from her. And so I'm like, oh, you're playing a little too rough. You need a timeout. So I would go and put him, I put him in the school, the obedience school. I let him sit in there for about a half hour. And then, oh. uh, then I got into other things and da-da-da-da. Then I came back, let him out, and then he was a lot more calmer. So that's what I mean. Give him time up if he needs. Sure, so it's just like two. It's just like two-legged kids. Don't be yelling and screaming at him like bad cat rah, 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 and shaking him or anything like that. Don't be doing that. But you're just gonna say you lose. You need a timeout. And that's what I've done with my cat with a K. That because he gets too rambunctious, he gets carried away. And so then that's what you do with two-legged children when they get carried away. Timeout. Go sit down. Be still for a little bit. All right. Uh-huh. I think that will help you out a lot. But don't start yelling and screaming. You know, at the cat, because then that can cause animosity between the two cats. Oh, okay. Because okay. that's why, gotcha. yeah, so what you want to try to just... Oh, my God. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? But, and if you can yeah. see, yeah, and there's going to be certain times probably during the day that he's more rambunctious than other ones. Yeah. So then maybe then, right, and so then maybe that's the time that he can be in the kennel for a little bit, or you go take him aside to another room and you play laser with him, get him tired out, take the energies that he wants to use on the other cat by being a butthead, and then, you know, and then put it to constructive, now he's tired, and now when he sees the other cat, it's not so like, yeah, I'm a little tired right now, I've been chasing that laser for the last 20 minutes, and I've been in the weirdest places. And so, now, and so, like sure. I say, or like chasing a feather, or just get use. Don't always use the same thing. Keep a variety. Have you ever heard of the dauber bird? The dauber. Basically, what in a nutshell? Get a zepco, uh, a kid's zepco, and put a feather on it with a weight. Oh yeah, we have then, one of those, and you can yeah, get different then, attachments, right? Yep, and yeah, then yeah. just pitch it. Yeah, pitch it out, and just get them tired that way, because yeah, you know, because I now this cat kitten that I've got now, Adeline. She's getting kind of uh, complacent on um, chasing this. It's a long, it looks like a leopard uh, print 
kind of softy thing with a feather in it. And now mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, it's that thing again. So mm-hmm. I got, decided that, okay, we need. So I went down to the barn, got some twine, made a big ball of twine at the end of that twine, and then tied it to a stick, and I'm dragging that around. Now she's, you know, like, whoa, what's that? You know, oh, so sure, you got to sure. you, you know, keep things interesting. Cats get bored. All right, mm-hmm. but that's what you yeah. want to do is try to wear down some of his energy so that he's not using it against your other cat. Give him a timeout, and I think you can get you know the older they get, then they don't they're not so nuts. Usually with cats, from uh, four months to about a year, year and a half is when they really got the dickens in them, and then you start seeing them kind of calm down. But okay. then you just okay. you don't be screaming at the cat. Don't say no, it's good because like I said, <laughs> no, you don't want to get the animal. I just pick up a cat and go, you lose timeout. Put him in the school. He looks at me like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes, I, sometimes I turn the TV on for him in there. He's always got oh, the radio yeah. play. I leave uh, YouTube videos of birds and things. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, that's cool. The <laughs> best thing, if you have, do you have bird feeders at all? Uh, we live in an apartment, so oh, okay. uh, and on the okay. third floor, so no, we oh, don't. Okay. <laughs> All righty then. There's <laughs> no. a wasp nest outside, though. They like watching those. Oh, psh- <laughs> wasp nest. <laughs> oh, Lordy, I'd be duct taping that window shut so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it stays shut. No kidding, but that's what you just want to do. It's just, you know, smile. You got a cat that's kind of cool. So he uses ingenuity and uses his cleverness and just his, what he likes to do to your advantage and, and to be um, amused by. Get it on video, and next year's, uh, when we do the cat video, who knows, your cat might be on the cat video down at CHS <laughs> yeah. Field. Okay? Great. Thank you so okay. much. You bet, kiddo. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Got got a got a question. Give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. Where are we at, Carly? Trivia. Oh, trivia. All right. Okay, that's the other side of this paper. Okay, what is the most popular flavor of pies entered in the creative activities baked goods category? What is the most popular flavor of pies? We'll be back. Tuning into the KDK9 show. I'm here every Sunday, 46 p.m. Today we're live at the Minnesota State Fair, and I will be here live next Sunday. Also, we got some people here. I, I, it was some of them were kind of forced to come in because it was raining, but it was cool to look out. But now I got some people that are actually stayed, so thank you for staying. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, so we're having fun. It's a, it rained a little bit, but at least it wasn't a downpour. That's what it was very nice. All right. So, what is the most popular flavor of pie entered? at uh, the Creative Activities Baked Goods category. Carly, what do you think? I think it's apple. What do you think? I think it's apple, but I'll say cherry. Ah, anybody out there? What do you guys say? Apple? Cherry? Cherry? Apple? 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 Oh, the apples have it. Guess what? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Wins. That is the most. And you know what? It's hard to believe that you can... There are so many different ones. You know what I just had yesterday? Went down to Marina and St. Croix for cream. They got a, a, a cone shop down there. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's called Scoops, oddly enough. But the first time, they had apple pie ice cream. And honest to Pete, they had little crunchies in there. I don't know what it was, but boy, was it tasty. I got another mint. Uh, it's kind of, kind of like peppermint. Not peppermint. Um, uh, uh, chocolate chip, mint, you know, that green oh, stuff. Yeah. I got that with it, and I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I just got the apple pie, because it was very, very tasty. Sounds good. So, anyway, 
Okay, you got a question, give a holler, 651-641-1071. And we're Carly. Who do we have on the line? We don't have anybody. Well, then that settled that. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> anybody in the audience have a question? No questions here? Okay, well then, shall we just discuss life in general? No, don't worry. I got some <laughs> other stuff here. Okay. Give a question, guys. We've got open lines. It doesn't happen very often. Okay, what? and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and I'm reiterating because of some... Uh, ones I got this, uh, emails I got this this week. Is it okay to play tug of war with a puppy? It's a big resounding no. Do not play tug of war with a puppy. And the reason is because you're teaching the puppy to play rough and to go up against you. Yes, I know the puppy likes this. Like, oh yeah, come on, let's play. But you're also teaching them to be a, a bully. And that's why I'll bring this up over and over and over again. What happens is that if you play rough with a two-legged child when they're smaller, they grow up to be bullies because they think that's the way people should play. If you teach them to be kind and easygoing and just play nice games, you know, like hopscotch, jump rope, whatever, <laughs> they're not, they're not going to get classified as a bully. So that's why what you want, the best thing you want to do with puppies is teach them things. Teach them good manners. You know, some people say, well, how come your dogs are so well-mannered? Well, because I teach them stuff. I put stuff in their head. We teach them tricks. We teach them, you know, what is the acceptable and what is not acceptable. So that's why, but tug of war, like I say, in itself, is teaching the dog to go up against. You pull, they pull, they pull, you pull, you da, da, do, da. And all of a sudden the phone rings and you let go, they'll tug, and the dog is like, I won. I won. Look at me. I won. Well, you know, you thought you were just letting go to go answer the phone. But anytime the dogs interact with us, folks, they're learning from us. Do's and don'ts and what they can and cannot get away with. So that's why it's so important to teach. Be uh, Also with kittens, you know, the big thing with kittens is that people want to like... Uh, like with Adeline now, I, I, you know, she'll jump at my hand, and some people put their wrap their hand around the face and kind of go like this with the kitten, or roll them on their back, or things like that. No, when she does that, the thing is, is then what I just do is we redirect and get her onto something else. Whereas uh, one thing, you know, the squeaky toys, uh, uh, the squeakers and the squeaky toys. Okay, I buy them by the bulk because I use them for the word when I teach to come. Adeline's favorite toys, those stupid little squeaky things. All I have to do is squeak it, squeak, and she comes racing to me, and then I just drop it on the ground, and she'll bat it all over the school. Now, to be honest with you, I am missing probably, I'd say, about 20 of those things now that are like under things, behind things, and around things. So I'm going to have to go looking for some. I'm getting down on the squeaker. <laughs> I did order more, though. But, yeah, she just loves chasing those squeakers. And with cats, never dogs. With cats, you want you can use the uh, laser lights, but never use a laser light on a dog because it, you can all have a neurotic mess, a neurotic mess. Mm -hmm. And that's why, oh, look at the dog chase that. No, 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 no. It's a whole different game. And also when you play with the cats, what you do is you don't just shut it off. You have it go around behind something where the cat sits there and goes, uh, it's coming back, right? It's coming back. It didn't go away, did it? And they'll look behind and they'll look and, and oh, it's gone. Oh, okay. And then they move, they move on to stuff. But just don't, don't kick it off. But never ever, I had a guy send me a, a picture. It was Doberman that was just a fanatic about the, the laser light. And I'm like, <laughs> once I composed myself, it took me, you know, I, I waited a couple hours to calm down because <laughs> he was wondering how he could get his dog to stop it. So, you know, the resounding is don't do that again. That's how you stop it. Because you want to know how he can get the dog not to be, get so neurotic when he does it. 
It's like, stop, move on to something else. Don't go down that road. So that's why be careful. You're saying, oh, look at the kitties having fun. And look at the dogs having fun. Well, what you're doing is teaching a neurotic mess. So folks, come on, think a little bit before you do it. Just like people when they want to, you know, dogs nowadays are getting so fat. And I've come to realize, well, not just overfeeding, but people, the treats that are flying for their pets, for their dog. Every time you come home, here's a treat. Or the do dog follows you into the kitchen, here's a treat. Dog follows you into the bathroom, here's a treat. And all of a sudden, the, all those treats add up, especially once the dog gets to be about, you know, three, three and a half years old. It's like us, uh, when, okay, when I was, and you guys have heard me say this before. When I was 20, I could have a pita buster parfait. When I was 30, I had a medium sundae. When I had 40, I had a large cone. When I was 50, I had a small cone. When I turned 60, I just drive by the Dairy Queen, the calories just jump right into the car. <laughs> All right? So, and that's what happens to our dogs, is that as they age, it takes very little to maintain them. And we, I'm surprised at how many people don't change their pets' food, you know, to, to lessen the amount, and then use smaller dishes. But the street thing just gets way out of control. And like, you know, if you if you come out with a, a green bean and go, Katie says we gotta have this green bean. You know, the dog is like, well, apparently you don't like it, so why would I like it? <laughs> so but if you go, look, green bean, and the dogs would be like, I'll take that. You know, so it's how presented, you know, really is. So that's why, uh, you know, when people recoil because it's something healthy for their dog or they're scared that it's not enough, they need to make, give more portions, all you're doing is killing your dog with kindness. And so that's why it's so important. It, I've, I've realized you use smaller bowls, less feet, and then uh, the treat thing. You've got to really pay attention to that treat thing. And if, you, if somebody is over-treating the dog in the household, then guess what, folks? When dinner comes, dog's already been fed for the day. He doesn't get dinner. We'll start over again tomorrow. Where are we at, Kat? Where are we at? Where are we at, Carly? So we can either go to break or we can start with a collar. What do you want to do? Let's go That's to break. What I have you for. Oh, well, I mean, let's go to break because... Well, let's do a trivia. Yeah. That's the other side of the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the other side of the paper is which U.S. presidents have visited the state fair at one time during their life? What, what's, you know, they were president at the time, so they came to the Minnesota State Fair. So, do you, how many and who, who do you think it is? We'll be back. All right. Uh, yes, this is Katie Kata, and I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, answering new canine questions and occasional feline questions. And we're, this week, we're live out at the Minnesota State Fair. Please stay up, stop on up here. I have no idea where we are. All I can tell you is, is right next door, I mean right next door, to Northern Tool. So those of you that know that, and then plus we got the lactation station, which is gorgeous. Uh, and then we got bleachers. with. Uh, so everybody came here when it started raining a little bit. Now the rain has stopped, so come on out. I've only got another half hour, though, left. <laughs> and then uh, my girlfriend, Cheryl and Rich, are here, so I might have to uh, go and grab a... Is it, does anybody know... I'm, I'm looking here now. It's that you can call in if Carly or if anybody in the uh, audience here where the best gyro is. Is it gyro, gyro, smero, smero? Gyro. 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 
Okay, anybody know? Because uh, I know Dino's have got a place here, but I want a, a good one of that is what I'm after because I'm done with, uh, I've had enough deep fried stuff. I'm, I'm done there. Mm -hmm. So anyways, if you know, let me know so I can grab it before I leave too. So, And if you've got a question, please call 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. And if anybody here in the audience has a question, you can just step on up to the mic. We promise you will not get electrocuted. <laughs> They've got it grounded very well. <laughs> hey, Carly, do we got anybody back there? We do, but can we do trivia? Oh, that's right. Thank you. That's why I have you, because yes. I get yes. so busy sometimes. Yes. I, forget. I have a very good memory, but it's very short. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Which U.S. presidents have visited the State Fair at one time during their life? Okay, first of all, how many presidents do you think have been here? Um, six. Six. Ooh, close. Really? What would you like? What do you? What do you? I was gonna guess one. <laughs> we are more popular than that. Anybody else? How many guess? Guess how many presidents have been here? Anybody want to make a guess? No. I know this is live, this is radio. <laughs> Keep the mouth cool. Five. Five. You, say you guys five. are close. Five. It's six. Okay? It's six. It, was it cool. is six? There's six. Yep. Yes, okay, I got that right. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, we got Coolidge, we got Eisenhower, Harding, Teddy Roosevelt, and Taft all came to the Minnesota State Fair. All right, never mind that it was like a long time ago, and any of the current ones don't care. <laughs> but apparently, that's okay. So there you go, six of them. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, do you know we are the... Okay, we're the second largest state fair. Who do you think is the first, the first largest? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. What do you think? What? I got nothing. It's Texas. Texas has. Do they the, actually hold a state fair? Yes. Oh, Every okay. State has a state fair. Do they Every really though? Because yeah, you only do. hear yeah. about certain why well, Because some of them are just a spit in the wind. That's why. <laughs> But anyway, we're at 322 acres here. But Texas is the number, is the biggest as far as that. But we're number two on that. All right? Okay. Okay. Let's head to the phone lines. Okay, we're going to talk to Christina. And she is a grandma to a corgi who jumps on her. Ah. Say, don't do that. Okay. Grandma to a corgi. Hi there. Hello. Um, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old grand pup who is right. a Pembroke Corgi. She is absolutely adorable. She's the sweetest little dog except for around me. Um, she gets so excited to see me, and I, I fear when she was little, I may have created a little bit of a neurotic puppy by, by playing and getting really excited around her. Uh -huh. Now it's becoming a little bit more of a problem because she's bigger and heavier, and when she jumps up to greet me, she's left bruises on my legs. Yep. So how do I dial back that energy? Okay, first of all, like, now is this when she comes over to your house or you go visiting over to her house? Both. Okay. So what you first of all is don't be doing the little, the cutesy-cutesy, like, oh, how are you and how was your day? Don't, don't rev the dog up, all right? That's Second really of all, hard. <laughs> what? What? That would be really hard, you said? Yeah, because oh. he's so cute. Well, yes, he is cute, but then, then, then you get what you talk like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
So if you rev the dog up by doing the cutesy, cutesy baby talk, you know, you can't do that. What you got to do is teach the dog some manners, and that is like, uh uh-uh, that's wrong. And so when she jumps on something, whether it be you, the couch, or you need her off or something, what word do you say? Uh, You say off or down? Pumpkin down. Okay. Now, we don't want to use the dog's name. What we're going to do is we're going to teach you to use a deep voice, a deep growly voice. Ah! Okay? And then you're going to go off. All right? When she's about ready to jump on you, it's going to be off. That's going to be the word. But you've got to deepen your voice, slow it down. Ah! 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 And as soon as she's off, thank you. Very nice. And then redirect. Get her on to something else. Where's your ball? Where's dad? Okay. Where's grandpa? Whatever. But you could also let her drag a six-foot nylon leash around. And if it looks like she's about ready to jump, quick step on that leash and go, ah, 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 Very nice. Stay calm. Stay calm. Don't do the cutesy, voicey, voicey stuff. Uh, so the word is that you got to get everybody doing the same thing as far as when she jumps on somebody, the word is going to be off. Some people okay. like to say okay. down. And so, but no, because then you don't want two mean two words for the same thing, or one word meaning many different things. And that's where a lot of people do wrong, where because the dog is trying to figure out in his head, okay, now which one is this that you need from me? So that's where if you're very diligent about teaching words and what they mean, the dog gets really good at it. So let's say the dog is coming now. When does the dog the most excited when you first come uh, into their house? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so now what you're going to do, uh, you got another thing you can do, uh, but i got a feeling you're not going to, is get a pop can, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it. And when you come into the house, you know, into your, you know, where the dog is, uh, if the dog start, it looks like he's going to jump, take the can, shake it, and go, ah, ah. And then just keep walking, ah, ah, as you shake. And so then Very don't, scary. do not, do not do anything when you first walk in the door. Nothing happens okay. in the entryway. All right, it has to happen later, and then when you sit down, and then you ask her, like you can say, pause up, and touch your knees, pause up, and now if you want to kiss her, hug her, fine, that's fine, but that's going to happen later, and not at the door, all right? Okay. And then let's say you're walking around, and the dog is like, come on, look at me, look at me, talk to me, cutie, you know, and, and starts poking at you for some for attention, just give her the, ah, 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 wrong, ah, wrong. And then redirect. Where's your ball? Where's your toy? Get her onto something else so that okay. she doesn't okay. focus on jumping on you. And then, like I say, if you let her drag a six-foot nylon leash around, you got something to quick step on, and just give her the ah 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 ah. So pretty soon you won't need the leash anymore, and all this is all it's going to take is just a growl and the awkward, and everything will be great. But you got to be remember you can't do the cutesy cutesy thing. All right, that happens later, like when you're sitting on the couch and you ask her to come up on your lap, and then now you can talk baby talk and they're, they're happy, happy, and she can just mm-hmm. lick you, lick, 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 lick you. You know, so it's not, I'm not saying never do it. I'm just saying pick when you do it. Okay. All right? Okay. okay. Does that help you? Very good. Thank you so much. Yes, it does. Okay. You, you bet. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. You got a question? Okay, hold on a second. You got to come over here. Come over to the mic down here. There you right. We got a question inside. Hey, she's got clouds inside of her umbrella. Isn't that cool? She, we look at black, she looks at clouds. I think that's pretty cool. Okay, did I hear you talk about one time when your dog has an upset stomach and pooping too much, I give him pumpkin? Uh, yes. Okay. P- pumpkin's a miracle or any squash is a miracle. Okay. If you have the runs, and it happens yeah. in the humans too. If, it is, if you have the runs, if you eat uh, baked sweet potato, that will help you, you know, stop that okay. up. But if you can't go, it gets you going. So canned pumpkin, sweet potato, sweet baked sweet potato scooped out, any kind of squash will do okay. that. It works out really good. Because you've okay. got to remember, sweet potato is a squash. 
Yeah, my husband had him. He's like a six or eight pound uh, Pomeranian Chihuahua mix, and my husband had him down at the river, okay. and we think he ate something. Oh yeah, that'll and do now it. Now he's very got a very upset stomach. stomach? Yeah. Well, when was that now? When just yesterday? No, or? it was like three days ago. Okay. So I've been giving I've been giving him the pumpkin, and then I made some rice because I thought I heard white rice too. Okay. But no. I was afraid. To okay, do yeah. That. Don't don't do that. That it was old school where they give you hamburger and rice or chicken and rice. Yeah. Rice is high as starch, and it's hard for a dog to digest when they're having okay. a stomach upset. Okay. So you want to do like if you want to do ground hamburger or ground turkey, you know, okay. saute that up a little bit, yeah. and then put the the canned pumpkin or the sweet potato, okay. and just do that. You know, a little bit. When a dog is having trouble, same with humans, we don't keep feeding the factory or you're going to have a right. factory output. Okay? Right. Yeah. And so that's why what you want to yeah. just do is, you know, give little bits. And then when the doo start firming up and getting better, yeah. okay, then slowly start rotating back in what their norm, you know, normal food is. Yeah. But just do it. Every dog is different on how to do it slow. Okay? Yeah. I switched over to the Nutrisource because of you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Take care. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no, that it, it's it's craziness. Uh, and so so that, and then yeah, people, people, people. Remember, the, if you talk to any or go into only any holistic site for uh, vets, the news. If your dog is having an upset tummy, stop feeding them the regular rations. Stop feeding them all the treats and stuff. Do feed them either ground chicken or ground turkey or ground hamburger mixed with canned pumpkin or baked squash. You know, mix it. But you start out with little portions. Because their tummy is upset, so you should let them air it for about 24 hours, which people have a hard time doing. They're thinking, oh, no, the dog is following you around going, hello, I am hungry, hurry this up. <laughs> now you know they're starting to feel better. Dogs have an uncanny where if they don't feel well, the worst thing you can do sometimes is force feed them. And same with cats. because Well, cats aren't as, as diligent about that with because uh, cats have to eat every 12 hours. And if they don't, then weird things can start happening. So sometimes you do have to kind of force feed them with a syringe, you know, carefully. But with the, the dogs, dogs are really good about, hey, I don't, my tummy hurts, I don't want to eat anything. They go lay down, and then people are all panicking. But you always are nuts about your food. What's going on here? Are you dying? No, no, no. Just just say, you know what, not hungry this morning. Just like some breakfasts, some mornings I'm hungry for breakfast and some I'm not. So I walk away from my feed dish and everybody panics, you know. <laughs> but uh, so that's why I mean, just give it the 24-hour rule. As long as your dog is acting okay, I mean, we might be a little tired, but you can see they're not in any pain. Give it the 24-hour rule. But listen to your gut. You know your dog better than anybody else does. So if you really think that there is something terribly wrong, don't, you know, don't second guess. Get them in. So that, that's why they have, you know, ER, as always, they always get sick, just like we. <laughs> we always get sick after hours. And so then, of course, it costs us a hand, a lot of money. But we'll, we'll get better. We'll get better. Boy, so, well, I bought this, I don't know what you call it, throw on, this rug. <laughs> Does it, I'm glad I bought this because I'd be really chilly right now. It's a woven poncho. It's a woven poncho. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> We'll try it. Yeah, we'll try it. I'm glad. I didn't. I'm so proud of myself. Cheryl, you'd be proud of me too. I didn't buy a sweatshirt. <laughs> I only have 62 of them. <laughs> I got a little fetish with putting sweatshirts. <laughs> so do we, where are we at there, Carly? Trivia. 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 Ready there. Let's see. Okay, how long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served during the fair uh, at 12-day run? At the all-you-can-drink milk booth, how long would it, the average cow, 
produce all the milk served at the 12 day run of the state fair for all you can do. How many, how many years would it take? All right, be back. I can see Carly bobbing her head on this one. Here she goes. Abby's out here bobbing her head. Must be a good one. All right, yeah. I know that's that's your your thing, Carly. So did you say Friday at eleven? Correct. Me? Me? Yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just double checking. I gotta write that down. Better <laughs> send me an email because I know I'll forget. I'll send. <laughs> I'll send it one. Okay. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, do we have any calls? Yes, we have one. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. How long would it take? The average cow to produce all the milk served during the fair's 12-day run at the all-you-can-eat milk booth. Right. The average cow. Do you average have cow. Yeah. Um, how long would it take? I'm like gonna. In years, like in years. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say eight years. Eight years. You looked it up. It's eight to nine <laughs> Is it? years. Eight to. Eight to nine years, about 26,000 gallons of milk are served each year at that booth. 26,000 gallons. Carly would be a millionaire right now if she was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, no, I literally just guessed that. Yeah, right. Uh, No, like seriously. Because I was like thinking 12 days, you know, you got a couple thousand people coming. She's in the studio doing math. Okay, Carly, you're on a run. What's the oldest ride at the State Fair? Oh, I know this one. It's you old mill. Yay! I knew that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's running wild now. She's running wild. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go until she stops. Oh no. Please don't. It'll be the next one, I promise. (laughs) How many let's see. How many ears of corn does a corn roast booth go through each day? Each day. Do I get multiple choice? No. Oh I didn't give you the other one last. Um, Pull it out of your ear. Uh, yeah, no, I got, How I got nothing with this one. Uh, uh, Twelve thousand. Ooh, double it and add one. Twenty-five thousand ears of corn. Oh, per day, twenty-five thousand ears of corn. Yeah, think that is unbelievable. In what, uh, what year was the first Princess K of the Milky Way crowned? Nineteen fifty-four. I'll help you with that. Okay, one. I was like. Um, Okay. I was going to say 1960-something. When, what year, I'll give you the years on the, okay, what, when, uh, when did the attendance first top the one million, a million mark? It was September 5th, but in what year? 53, 54, 55? 54. Nah, 55. Oh, okay. 1955, one million people came to the state fair. One million in, that's a lot. I didn't even know there were that many people in 1955. No, I just kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay, where are we at then? Um, let's go to the call. Let's go to the call. So we're going to talk to Jackie. And she has an Australian Shepherd who is six years old and doesn't seem to like to play. Ooh, okay. Hi, Becky. Hi there. Jackie. Oh, Jackie. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Hi, are you there? Yeah, Hello. I'm here. I'm just there having difficulty hearing you. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't know. That's Carly's in or somebody's in. I don't know what it Okay, so what's your question? Um, so I've got an Australian Shepherd, a female. Um, she's about six years old. She's a rescue. She's um, 
kind of shy around other people, but really uh, comfortable with our family. But she's not a player. Um, she she doesn't really do fetch. Um, she doesn't want to play even much in the house. Um, if we've got a squeaky toy, she'll just kind of drop it. Yep. And I'm now wondering, how- is she too old to teach her and get her playing? How old was she? How long have you had her? Just about two years. Two years, okay. Yeah, see what happens if uh, everybody thinks every dog should, you know, play fetch and play with quicker toys and all this kind of stuff. If a dog had been spent this early years, like in a kennel situation, or, you know what I mean, kind of you know, off to the side. That is a learned experience is what it is. So the only way that you can get older dogs to like to play is have, may have hopefully they have some friends that, that like let's say a lab that loves to, uh, you know, go after the ball, and then the dog will pick up on the idea of the ball and chase that, and then before you know it, the dog is doing it on his own. All right? So I don't know what kind of, what that noise. Carly, what is that? Okay. It must be like her car or something. Oh, okay. Because I, uh, I can't yeah, do so, so the thing is, is that the, uh, by having play buddies, uh, you, having people in your life that has a dog that likes to play fetch, and if that your Aussie likes that dog, then that other dog can teach your Aussie how to play with some of them. But then the thing is, is that teach her tricks. If she doesn't want to go play, then teach her some tricks. And use her mind because she's a very smart, those are very smart dogs. Okay. I don't know, we're having a bad connection here, so I'm going to let you go. You can email me if you want, up at Katie's Canine. You can go to mytalk1071.com, click on Katie Canine. You can get my podcast for all my past shows if you want to end. I did that for the first time today. I listened to myself. Didn't like what I heard, but no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so... Uh, yeah, if you want to stop, remember you got all week at the My Talk uh, lactation station here and My Talk booth here. So please stop by, say hi to everybody here, and they'll also catch all our podcasts, past shows, and you can either on wherever you get your podcast from, or you can get the podcast from MyTalk1071.com. All right, all right. Uh, anybody else there? Any callers? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Got a question for me? Nope. What? Hello. Are you asking me five questions? Yeah, I was just no. asking you. Well, okay. Then that, I mean, sometimes I, I do. Sometimes you do. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, if you've got, if you've got any questions, you can either call me up at Katie's Canines. i got uh, puppy classes starting uh, the second week in uh, September. i got beginner one classes starting. And so check all that out by, by going to my show page at mytalk1071.com. Check out my Facebook page, my website, and all that. All right. Uh, first Thursday, 2019, we had 133,326 people come in. This past Friday, we had 157,224 come in. This past Saturday, which was yesterday, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, no, they don't have that. This is last year's total, was 222,194. That is a lot of people. Where do you put all the people? On the streets. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it really is. Oh, well. Did you know that the fair it doesn't accept any government, any no government uh, money? It's, it's a, a self-sustained is what it is from all the, you know, the, from the, uh, it, believe it or not, the state fair is uh, uh, just part of 
brings in part of the money to maintain this 322 acres. Uh, the Coliseum that's down there with all the, the, the horse shows and such like that, that brings in a substantial amount of money also during the year to help pay for the upkeeps and new buildings and such like that here. So that it's, it's pretty interesting as far as the state fair, that they, you know, they're managed by themselves and, and they don't get any money from the government. Our taxes don't pay for anything. It doesn't pay for anything. So, and da -da 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 -da. Okay, I think that's about it. So, Carly, it's almost that time, right? Yes. Yes. I'm just doing couple, a couple more, couple more seconds, you know. A couple more seconds. And then, then, did you play that? Okay. No. no. <laughs> I don't play anything. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. Once again, you can catch my podcast. Uh, and then next week, we're going to be here live during the week. If you need me, give me a call. Email me. I want to thank everybody in the audience. Thank you, Cheryl and Rich. Rich is kind of looking around going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Abby. Great seeing you again. Stop up for your uh, T-shirts for all the cute T-shirts they have for my talk up here at right next to Northern Tool up in the old Machinery Hill. So you guys have a great week. Don't hide your dogs. If you don't hide... If you don't train them, don't blame them. We'll see ya. Clap, 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 clap. Yay!